we have a resource and we call it our debt scorecard. But it's essentially you can you can create a debt um, score for every one of your debts. And this is how how it works. It's essentially, you take your balance and then you divide it by the minimum payment. That's going to get you a score. Okay, so it's so if you take your mortgage and you divide it by your minimum balance, you're going to get a number. If that number is you know above 60, 70, if it's around 90 or over 100, um, that means that debt is being is is somewhat efficient as it relates to you know a debt that might be a good debt. This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. Welcome to another Better Wealth Live. It's September 18th. My name is Caleb Williams. And I'm Mariah Wood. I've definitely had better intros in my life, but um, today's going to be actually very interesting. We're going to look back on a couple of the last episodes. I'm going to give you a depressing debt update on the debt clock. We're going to review safety first, or I'm at least going to tell you to tune in for next week. I had a very special guest on. I want to talk a little bit about that. And uh, we have uh, some other exciting questions as well. So before we get into the parent parental point, um, I'm going to have you have second thoughts of having children now because of how messed up our country's in. That's it's also coming. Uh, it's also an election year. So very interesting. Um, but anyways, our debt and I always will mess this up because the numbers are moving so quickly. But we have twenty six trillion dollars. Try to comprehend that for a second. And then so twenty six trillion. 774 billion. That's a lot of money. What very few people talk about is the unfunded liabilities. And the unfunded liabilities is when you add in our Medicare and Medicaid, Social Security, defense on war, interest, and you you actually project that like that's what we have to pay out. Um, our unfunded liabilities is $81 trillion. I don't think we understand what a trillion dollars is. Again, I we're we're gonna have an episode um, breaking that down. It's very, very depressing, but it just it just shows you that something's got to change. And so I, I want to make that number to continue to be relevant because we can talk about all these kind of things. But we have to understand that our plan, our mindset is only as good as the country that we're in. And so that's when we talk about all these plans out there. We like to talk about today's rules and there's nothing that says that the rules can't change. Yeah. And you said, think twice about having kids. I mean, let me tell you, yes. When, you know, I think that is very true. When Trevor and I found out that we were pregnant with this one, it was very much, uh, there is a realization of what it's going to look like for our kids. And, um, yes, that is a very hard thing to look at that debt clock and clock. And so uh, on that note, <laughs> what is your parental point that you have? Um, and, but by the way, right now, the personal debt per citizen, 62,000. Which honestly is not, I, I, that's that's okay. Like if I could write a check today and be like, I'm 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 like exempt. Obviously, that doesn't work. That's not how economics work. I would I would write the check. Do you think that counts per my children too? I mean, so like that that's Trevor and I, and then our children. So like, there's the five of almost six of us. Yeah, yeah. Per citizen, I you know I don't know how they're. I don't know if they're counting unborn babies. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, but it would, be, it would actually be interesting to see how this number goes up. Right. And, you know, again, it's not how economics work, but um, it's, I figure it's a little bit cheaper than college right now. So. That's right. It's, that's right. It's like you could either go to college or you or could you can pay the national debt off, pay your portion of the national debt. Um, OK, so 
what is your parental point for this lovely Friday? Well, um, so for this lovely Friday, I actually have to just give a ton of gratitude um, right now to my husband because um, I promised an update. And then with me not being here, you know, we had done potty training. I asked to be held accountable and I was really terrible at that. And my husband was so good at the consistency portion of this. And um, we do have a potty trained three-year-old. Woohoo. Um, but I'll tell you, you know, it's so funny because the principles that we hear, we have here at Better Wealth, we constantly talk about how they, they work over into, you know, your life. And mm -hmm. we talk a lot about finances. We take things from life and work it into finances. It's so interesting with my parental point to know, like, how much the things that we're teaching here at Better Wealth they go to every aspect of yeah. your life and consistency. Jeremy, you, you and Jeremy have some great podcasts on consistency and people see it in money. But if we just really take the principle of consistency or life and see that it works, I think much like what Jeremy says, it will work later. You say a lot, it will work. If we can just be disciplined to have the consistency, it will work. And we see it in potty training. We see it in schooling. I also started homeschooling this year. Yep or for this season. And, um, you know, just even being consistent of sitting down at the table and homeschooling, even my two-year-old and my three-year-old and giving them that consistency, they love it and they thrive right. and they see the safety in it and they see where they can grow and we have fun and there's, um, intentional living in, in mm -hmm. this consistency. And so, um, I think that would be more my parental point is really observe where consistency is in the life that you give your children so that yeah. they can grow and thrive and flourish, um, and achieve and be confident. Um, and then just take that and know that encourage yourself that you can do that in, in other areas of your life too. And especially just being better wealth here with finances that definitely encourages me. Um, especially with my, you know, my husband, my partner, my person who really, even when I wasn't consistent, he was. And so we were able to pick up each other's slack and, oh, potty training is so, so nice. <laughs> You'll awesome. See. You'll yeah. See. Yeah. I mean, consistency is very, very important and, and it's all aspects, whether you're potty training or whether you're trying to uh, become wealthy, you you want to be consistent in the little things. It's interesting. Um, I'll, I'm going to have an episode that I break down the 12 things that I've learned from Robert Kiyosaki. And we're, we're in the process of trying to get him on the show. And what so one of the things that we're doing for him is I'm just kind of going over like, what were some of the big things that I learned from him? And he talks about consistency, maybe not like he doesn't say that word, but like a common theme in like all of his books is like, financial education and like don't buy dumb things and like and it's just like you kind of see this consistent message it's like once you've read one or two of his books he like he he writes a new book and and you know it's it's a bestseller because he's just has such an amazing audience um but he's saying the same thing mm -hmm. and and again i i'm i'm all about writing writing multiple books and different twists because someone might get it the fifth time but it's like man it's not rocket science. It's, it's not rocket science at all. And so uh, stay tuned for that. I, Robert Kiyosaki has definitely been, been an individual. His work has changed my life. And um, I want to be able to give back and help continue his legacy on. And so, yeah, hoping to get him on. Um, want to give a couple shout outs to some of the people that have reviewed our book. So Angel uh, reviewed our book uh, just this week. And she said, this book is well-written and gives clear slash an understandable descriptions. I'm excited to apply what I've learned from it in my life. Thank you so much for reviewing. Obviously, every time someone gets to review our book, um, it just helps us across the board. And, and Amazon also notices that and um, pumps out my book to other people. So thank you for that. Um, and I also want to give Rochelle 
um, a shout out. She said, I love the practical, pragmatic and big picture thinking and wisdom this book includes. The author does an excellent job at teaching financial concepts not taught anywhere else. And it's interesting because she says in brackets, I earned an MBA. Um, as well as inspiring readers um, to hope and take action. It's a must read. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, that that really means the world because for every amazing review I get, I also get some not so amazing <laughs> reviews. So um, that is awesome. Um, I'm wondering if we can go to uh, a frequently asked question. I know that we talked about one especially, and I, I really have two, like a common theme around debt and savings. And I know I know there's a common question around that. Right. There's actually two questions and one we might not have up because I, I remember somebody asking later, but l let's go ahead and ask this one. Um, it's really interesting. It is on debt. I have some credit and a car loan that I've been working towards paying off. I'm wondering, should I focus on paying off my debt as quickly as possible or invest it or start a whole life policy? Yeah. A couple, couple ways to answer that question. First of all, thank you so much for asking. Um, that is a very common question. As we do more and more x-ray calls as a company, um, we are seeing a common theme over and over and over again. And so the the short the short answer is there's two ways to answer this. Number one, it's looking at the the like if you draw a, a T kind of deal. So draw a T and on one side list all the assets or where you could invest your money and start identifying, okay, like you could put your money into this a money market and earn maybe 1%. You could put it into a real estate fund and, and you know, you're obviously at some risk, but you could earn, you know, 8%. And then you could, you just go down the list and like identify what activities that you could put your money to work and what certainty you feel with that. And then also, you know, put out your debts. Okay. Credit card, 25%. Car loan, 9%. Student loans, 6%. Mortgage, less than, I mean, we have clients getting crazy, crazy low, low mortgages. Okay. So then the question is the first first part is just is just the the cost of capital it's the it's the just looking at like you can do one thing with the dollar do you want it to earn or do you want to pay off and and the short short answer is um I would pay off debt if that number was higher if if my if I was paying 25% interest versus earning 5 or 6 or maybe taking risk and earning 12 like why would you take risk and maybe earn 12 when you could knock off bad debt and hopefully free up cash flow to invest. So it's just from a pure mathematical standpoint, what is the interest rate? Now the other the other way, um, because everything that we do is based around cash flow, the other way to analyze a loan, and this is not something I came up with, this is obviously we have a we have a um, resource and we call it our debt scorecard. But it's essentially you can you can create a debt um, score for every one of your debts. And this is how, how it works. It's essentially, you take your balance and then you divide it by the minimum payment. That's going to get you a score. Okay. So, it's, so if you take your mortgage and you divide it by your minimum balance, you're going to get a number. If that number is you know, above 60, 70, if it's around 90 or over 100, um, that means that debt is, being, is, is somewhat efficient as it relates to you know, a debt that might be a good debt. If it's less than 60, it's, if it's around 50 or under, that debt is assuming a lot of cash flow. This is based solely on cash flow. It doesn't look at your interest rate. It doesn't look at your, um, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily look at the terms. It's just saying for this number of debt, you're eating up this cash flow. And so that's an inefficient, bad debt. And if you knock that debt out, you could be able to take this cash flow and put it towards something that is good. So two, two ways to kind of analyze debt. Number one, what kind of interest rates do they have? And like, 
you you have to be honest with yourself because everyone's in a different scenario. Um, another way is to just take all your debts, create a debt scorecard, create a score, and start knocking off the bad debts if they're under if they're a low number. But if they're all in the 80s, 90s, hundred plus, um, you you might just be better off keeping that debt and investing in other things like investments or putting your money into an and asset. So does that make sense or what how do how can I explain that better because obviously this is going to be a common theme. We're going to say we're going to have more videos on this, but it's like I think there's a lot of confusion around debt. I I do think that there's confusion around good debt, bad debt. I think so I'm I'm going to kind of throw myself out there and I could be the only person in the world, so you can definitely let me know, although I'm pretty sure with some of the questions and clarity calls that we've had this is going to be more of a me too scenario, but um, take take a second just just for me because you know we we've had some of our coaches say you know I need more lines because people have more credit cards than yeah. we have here and and um you know something that you and Dan were talking about was like the interest rate for the credit cards and who it's at twenty four oh my goodness you know and you guys are you guys are comparing I I don't know and I know that for some of our listeners they're going to understand it yeah. I don't think that I was ever taught yeah. to look at interest rates when it came to credit card. That was just free yeah. money, quote unquote, free money that you had the ability to do like yeah. what you would call opportunity cost. So when, when, when you're looking at debt, so when you were talking about there's ways to analyze debt, let's say I'm looking at my credit cards. Let's say, you know, cause you, you are talking about that but for, for the person who, who it, it is going over her head, over our heads. Yeah. Um, let's just say I'm looking at my credit cards. Let's say I have six of them and let's say there is the high interest. Like, why is it so important to look at the high interest? Why why is it important to look at interest? I mean, I know that there's a common sense, right? But w- when does it just really start eating your cash flow, and when should we really take that ser- more serious? Yeah, I think the way to answer this question, and you're definitely not alone. I, I think if you just look at the typical American, a lot feel like they're underwater because of bad interest rate interest debt, and I don't think a lot of people take out a credit card. And, necessarily knowing how it works. So that's very, that, that's another episode in itself. Um, but essentially interest, you know, in, in my book, a lot of people are like, Caleb, I love how you talk about compounding, simple interest, amortized interest. There's, there's really not no such thing as like compound interest, simple interest, amortized interest. Like, yes, it's different because of math, like amortized interest looks different because you're paying down the principal so that interest rate is just lower on the principal. It's not like some magical thing. It's just math. And simple interest just represents you, you're not compounding because you're just earning the interest on the original principal. Whereas compound interest continues to compound. Well, you can have compound interest work against you. Mm-hmm. So that's where it's like, right now, nobody would would say, yeah, it, you could easily get 25% in the market every single year. Like not even the people scamming you on the internet are going to tell I mean, maybe, but like, like, I don't think a lot of people are falling for like that. Um, but so, so with that, it's like, why would you want to put your money in something that you could potentially earn 12% when you're going backwards, 25%. Mm-hmm. And that's a compound rate because you're going backwards. So then your balance is getting bigger. And so that next, next time that interest is accruing, it's on a bigger balance. Right. That's, I mean, that's, that's the like big picture. And, and yet, I think it just goes back to we have to look at cash flow and there's and there's other ways. And if you're if you're listening to this and you want to learn more ways, I mean there's there's debt consolidation, there's you can negotiate with the credit card companies. Like there's there's strategies and ways around that. And we had, I actually had a, a big time meeting this week with a company uh, that you'll be hearing about soon. 
And we're going to be partnering with them to help people with their credit card debt because this is such a big issue. And um, like the and asset is not going to solve the problem. Like I hate to say it, but it's not. And so we need to work with with people that understand that so we can get we can pay off toxic debt. But I want want you to know that that's not the problem. It's the kind of debt and how it works. Right. And so I guess to sometimes when I would go on YouTube and I would watch YouTube channels, yep. I get really excited, but I get overwhelmed because I feel like I have to do it myself. Yep. Um, but here at Better Wealth, you're saying, I mean, we are saying, but you're saying, let's let's talk to somebody. Like I know Jeremy is one of our coaches. You've got Dom. Like ha, ha, what is it that we can do to understand this better? And so you're saying reach out. Let's let's understand the good yep. debt and bad debt that we have. That's the assessments that we have to be able yep. to look at it and really see that. And we don't have to do it alone. I think I think the best thing is schedule uh, a time with someone on my team. You can go to betterwealth.com and and the, some some of the best things that you can do is just talk to somebody that can listen to where you're at. And there's a I mean a lot of questions get freed up and answered when you just go into a call with an open mind and good questions and. Our goal is to help as many people as possible. And, and we have no agenda behind that. Like everyone's in a different position. So we want to help you. So let me let me flip one more uh, additional question that kind of goes yep. with debt because we, we've had it a couple of times. Um, student loans. Yes. Um, right now, a lot of the government programs yeah. are, are allowing, a lot of student loans are allowing for there to be a deferment. They don't have to pay until December or maybe even until next year. So we do have a lot of questions. Do people take this time to take that money and save it or do they keep paying off their student loans? That's a, that's a great question. I think it all depends. And so, yes, if, if there's no penalty, like if there's no reason to pay the debt and then there's no consequences for that, I wouldn't. I, I just straight up wouldn't. And so you, so then you put that into a savings account. And then the question is, should you pay off debt or should you invest it? It goes back to the scorecard. Look at your other debts. And, and if you're like, okay, wow, I got some debts that I'm getting the number under 50, meaning it's like, I have some inefficient loans. Let's knock that out and take that free cash flow. And then it's like, should you put that money directly into investment or should you buy an asset that produces cash flow? Same thing that goes with debt. Should you invest directly in an asset or you should should you pay off debt to get cash flow and that that in that that behavior is practically like buying an asset it's kind of a, a different way to think about it but it's like every decision we have has a consequence and we just want to look at the most efficient way just i mean i'm i'm going i'm going to wisconsin this weekend and i could drive or i could fly i'm flying driving would get me there in wisconsin as well flying is just the more efficient way and that's that's how i think about um this this you know this uh question good. good i think that's it when it came to debt with the question the common questions that we've been seeing okay so i want to move into a different topic and this is retirement income uh this is something that i've committed to doubling down on we have uh, quite a few people in our community that are nearing retirement or in retirement and i've just realized that there are a lot of issues and so I finally got Wade Fowle, which is, he's an author of this book. Uh, it's not a thin, it's not the and asset. Let's just put it that way. It's a pretty thick, uh, well-researched book on retirement income. And he talks about the 4% rule. Uh, he talks about different strategies and how to optimize that. He talks about buffer strategies. And, and one of the things, I mean, he has a whole chapter on life insurance. And one of the things that he discovered is life insurance literally can be the key I had an episode on this, by the way, and be the key to unlocking other things in retirement. And whether it's a buffer strategy, whether it's a pension optimization strategy, it, it can give you more cash flow in retirement. And so 
I finally had him on the podcast. We talked. Um, I it was really good. He's obviously super well researched. He's not. He has no agenda to sell anything. But we talked. We talked about. We defined the issue. We talked about why there's some misconceptions in this in this game. We talked about some of the solutions. We talked about some of the things to look for. And uh, it was. It's just. It's really cool to have a show that I get to talk to some remarkable people. Like he's he's somebody. Uh, you know, up until the other day, I just like I've read his work. I'm I'm obviously going to be reading his book and and doing a series on what I've learned because again I want this channel to talk about a lot of things and and what I've found on YouTube is people want to talk about the basics. I want to talk about compound growth, which by the way, love it, big part of my book. I'm going to get more into the nuts and bolts on um how exactly people can bank with life insurance. I want to talk about how annuities work cuz not all annuities are bad. Most of them are garbage but they can be set up to be really at your remarkable plans for a purpose. He talks about reverse mortgages. A lot of people freak out when they hear about reverse mortgage. Reverse mortgage is a tool that when used properly can help you in an amazing way in retirement. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I'm excited to up our game. We also, I can't, can't say anything today, but we also um, are having some really good conversations with some future people that will be able to create content for better wealth and what we're doing as a company that are going to blow you away, that are researchers on a whole different planet. And um, I'm just grateful to have them in in my life. And so if you're watching this, thank you. If you're listening to this, thank you. We're going to continue to pump out a lot more information on uh, YouTube, especially. And so stay tuned for more. And then Wednesday, this Wednesday, do, do we know when? Wednesday the... Yeah, Wednesday the 23rd, right? Wednesday the 23rd is my interview with Wade and make sure to listen, check it out. And if you're not subscribed, please do so so that you get the notification. It's going to be epic. Um, I also want to talk about um, Kim Butler and she, Kim is a, a good friend of mine and she is uh, putting on an event and just, just a newsflash. This is just for advisors. This is just for advisors. So if you're a financial advisor, you're in the insurance industry. If you're, you know, a financial professional, and you want community, um, she is putting together a virtual summit. What are, what are the dates? Uh, the 28th, 29th, and 30th of October. Okay, I'm just pulling this up. So it's the Prosperity Economic Movement. Um, we, I actually did an interview with her. Uh, just full disclosure, my, my mic was not the most clear. You, you'll still be able to hear me, um, but we did an interview. I had her share a little bit about the purpose of that. And if you are an advisor that wants community, wants to learn more, uh, make sure to check out that video. We're going to be releasing it today on YouTube, YouTube only, because remember, it's just for financial professionals. So I didn't want to put this on my on my podcast as there's a lot of people that listen to this. And if you're interested, there will be a link to sign up. And uh, if you're interested and you have questions for me, please let me know. I'll, I will be actually speaking at that event. And so I wanted to just help her promote. She was she was huge in in just helping me when I first got started. Uh, truth concepts and you know that uh, mentality and even she's just very pro whole life insurance and there's just not a lot of organizations that are excited about whole life as a tool and so um anyways make sure to check out um kim butler and the and again we're going to be releasing that on my channel today this is friday and so um and yeah in these show notes i will go ahead and include her episode with you because it'll give them a little bit more background too of kim. perfect That'd yeah. be that'd be awesome. Yeah, I did I did a episode with Kim Butler 
and she was watching one of my first episodes and she it was it was actually a phenomenal episode she talks about the seven principles of prosperity talks um yeah it's it's just you'll, you'll understand why i have the mindset when you start hearing interviews like that also i i, I mean i also just want to say thank you we've had we had an all-time uh download day on was it wednesday yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday. We had mm-hmm. 10 under a thousand. So 990 people listened to our podcast on, on Wednesday, which again, for, and that's, that's not including YouTube. It's just like, again, it, these are like, to, compared to some people, very, very small, but it's like also super, super humbling. Cause it's like on one day, we almost had a thousand people listen to our show and we're seeing numbers continue to climb and increase. And so from the bottom of my heart, thank you. We're going to continue to be consistent. I'm going to continue to get some great guests. I, I mentioned Robert Kiyosaki before. Like, he's not confirmed yet, but like, I'm going out there and getting getting guests. And so if you have somebody that's like, Caleb, this guy would be amazing. This girl would be amazing. Um, I want to hear from you. And I will, I will straight up ask them. Like, I will just send them a, a video email and say, someone from my community said that you'd be an amazing guest. And uh, I just want to continue to up the financial education and start shedding light on what's actually going on. Anything else from uh, the boss? Um, no, I think, you know, going back to this Wednesday, um, we we do appreciate you guys. And I and like you said, like it may not seem like a lot, but I have been a part of Better Wealth since April. Yeah, I have watched the podcast grow. We um, have almost, you know, put out 100 episodes in less than four months. We have grown exponentially and we're just continuing to grow. So we appreciate our listeners. We appreciate the support. Um, the cool thing too, I don't remember if it was you or Dan who did an episode on planting a tree. I think it was Jeremy um, on planting a seed to which the shade of the tree, like you will never sit or something. Yeah. Um, yeah he's like the wise, wise men right, yeah. plant trees in shade that they will never sit in. Right. And what's interesting is when it comes to retirement, and the only reason why it reminded me of the retirement is that I get a chance to listen to future episodes before they're released. <laughs> and so I get to, I get to have wisdom and I like, I want to tell you guys everything cause it's really neat. Um, you know, most of the time you rarely think about retirement until retirement time. Yep, and yep. so I really encourage the younger people to even like look at what's coming up really because your future is, is something that in the future it will be there, but when it comes, it comes quick. And so I think a lot of what we're, we're presenting at better wealth is it's for all ages, but especially those who are younger, especially those who have kids, like yep. make it a family culture because there's some really wise things that can become a part of your well, family. It's, it's just the end in mind. It, yeah. we, we don't like the word retirement because it's just so, it's like, okay, let's just, you know, I'm just going to retire. I'm going to check out. But it, but in all honesty, it's like, hey, I want to, I saved, I invested my money. I want to like maximize it. That's totally fine. And so you're totally right. The big aha moment I had was when I was at the bank, people came in, they worked so hard. They like, they spent maybe an hour or two in their entire life thinking about money. Now they want to retire. They go talk to someone like me. And I just have to look at what they they're doing and saying like, like what? No. And it's miserable. And yet tons of people are working in jobs that they hate and just plugging along and hoping for that day and not asking critical questions. And by the way, shame on us. It's not their fault. Shame on us for not sharing this information. So I'm committed. I'm committed to getting this information out. I also want to give a shout out to two of my favorite people, Cindy Martin. Thank you. Thank you so much for commenting, watching, sharing our content. And Jennifer Miller, 
Uh, we appreciate both of you, and uh, I'm doing my best. I you would uh, you're when we come out with our vlog, which which again, if you're a videographer, if you're really talented with video, we want to hear from you because we're literally building a team. Uh, I think it's going to be. I think I think it's going to just impress a lot of you on how much work goes in to all this stuff. And we are continuing to, yeah, we're, we're continuing to do this. I mean, we're, we're going to be producing more than one podcast, um, next year and under the better wealth network. And it's just an example of like, we're seeing momentum, we're getting quality people and we're just very, very clear with what our why is as a company. And so Thank and you. I think Thank listeners you. should be excited because I get to see the brain, like the behind the scenes that he's talking about. I get to see your brain on how you want to serve people yeah. and, and how the Better Wealth team wants to serve. And so I get to see his big brain, like project five years in the future. A big the might future. be a strong, like the brain. <laughs> I, I don't know. Head. <laughs> I just said I, your, your brain has so many ways in which you want to serve people. And it's neat to see how you can take uh, one little thing and you're going to twist it so that you can serve um, 10 people. And then that 10 people turns into a hundred people. Right. And so it's really exciting to be a part of. So, um, you know, you talk about creating raving fans. We have a lot of those, um, you know, we're very appreciative of those who are a part and answering and being a part of our podcasts and our shows and emailing us. Um, but I, you know, I, I want to encourage them. You can be excited yes. because you, you know, the team is working hard when you say looking behind the scenes, Yes, it's, it's going to be neat to see how, all the inner workings came to serve them. And then all the inner workings came to serve hundred yes. people. And so it's neat. I'm excited. Yes. I thank you. Thank you for that. We're, we're very much trying to lead with value and we know that value is the greatest leverage point. Sydney Martin said, interview Michael Hyatt. I'm a huge Michael Hyatt fan. If you know him personally, email, email me. Um, I actually know a couple of people that know him and he's definitely on my list. And I will definitely reference his book that he co-authored with Daniel on living forward because it's truly an intentional living. I love that. Yeah, Michael, I actually um, read a couple of his books and also am a big fan of him uh, as his daily planner. So awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, I think we're gonna be done for today. Guys, have a very, very intentional weekend. Spend time with the people that you love and um, yeah, continue to live intentionally. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.